This is the Tan Report. I'm your host, Tan Trung. And this episode is going to be about the social media influencing scene. You may be rolling your eyes and hearing social media influencer, and you won't get any complaints from Carla Pisono, who is an influencer. She actually despises that title. I hate the word influencer. I keep like, I say it because that's what people call us. But I look at myself as more like a food journalist, entrepreneur. I have a working relationship with social media. I'm not sure how much I'd be on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and the rest if I wasn't in this line of work. To get this podcast and other stuff I've done, some kind of visibility, and hopefully get people to listen to it, I have to be on social media promoting it, telling folks what the episodes are about, and where to find it. It's hard to deny the reach and immediacy of social media. Not to get political here, but you'd be hard-pressed to find any candidate for public office whose campaign isn't investing heavily in messaging on social media. Like it or not, people are scrolling a lot on their phones, and chances are it's on those platforms I mentioned. For me, I use social media to find people and topics to feature for stories. Because I love food, I often find myself checking out content about cooking, restaurants, and food culture, among other things. My family used to run a restaurant, so I think I'll always have an infatuation with food and the economy around it. So when I saw some of Carla Pessona's videos and pictures on Instagram, they were instantly relevant to me. Since this is a New Orleans-centric podcast, Pessono's many visits to local restaurants, festivals, and events held my attention. She was taking me into those places and showing me what may be great to eat or where to hang out. This is from a video from her Instagram page. She was visiting Shia, a restaurant in New Orleans that's got James Beard Award fame. There's a reason Shia is one of the best restaurants in New Orleans. Chef Arie's rolling out that beautiful dough that goes in the wood fire oven to make that perfect pita. Ah, oh, it is everything. And this sujuk pied, it's got lamb and heirloom tomatoes. My favorite hummus is the fried chicken. And you got to get the full spread of dips and hummus. Pisono's focus on food is something I picked up on, but I also recognized her from local TV. We both used to work in the news business here in New Orleans, and that can be a pretty small crowd. So I reached out to her to talk about why and how she made that transition from a TV journalist to an influencer, even if she hates being called that. I picked her brain about a lot of things related to social media, like how does a native of Buffalo, New York, pull off being sort of a food expert in New Orleans? And how do you make money as an influencer? And what about the creeps who troll people online? The weird thing is, Pisono never really thought highly of social media when she was working in television. Her TV career started about 10 years ago. She worked at stations in Missouri, Baton Rouge, and eventually here in New Orleans. People think like, okay, you're on TV, you're like constantly doing that. I did not like social media. Were you like that when you were on TV? Stubbornly, I, I posted stuff, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily presenting me. Yeah. It was presenting my work. And, you know, as journalists, you kind of you, you try to separate yourself from your product. Yeah, like you don't want to keep posting pictures of you, like me and my pretty dress. Precisely. Like no one cares. But, But, I mean, there's certainly a niche. A lot of news personalities have a huge following for doing that. It just wasn't me. Very true. Right. And so I wasn't like like that either. And so I didn't start my Instagram until summer of 2019. So not that long ago. And that's like when I was like, all right, I'm going to like really build this brand, which was Carla's Kitchen. Carla's Kitchen was a TV franchise that Pisono created early in her career. When I was in television, I loved performing. I was a weather anchor. I was a traffic anchor. I was a reporter. I covered hard news, soft news, feature stories, food. I would have a live segment on air. I did all the things except for sports. 
And I just always had a passion for food. And so at every station I worked at, Joplin, Missouri, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, I always had a food segment. And I had the news director be like, please, could I have a segment where I go out and feature hidden gems? Because I just love that and it fulfilled me. So as I developed, I came down south, never visited Louisiana, moved here, moved to Baton Rouge, I was there, those two years I was there, 2015, 2016, we had like seven national news stories. You know, we had The Flood, Alton Sterling, and multiple others. It was such a wild time. And I started Carla's Kitchen, which in Missouri it was called Four State Fines. So I started the segment again. And as I was the weather anchor um, and traffic anchor, and it was a huge hit. Like people loved it. It brought in, it was the number one sales uh, segment for the station. It brought in a lot of revenue. It was a huge hit. I didn't want to say in Baton Rouge. Um, literally, <laughs> this is a funny story, I literally had nowhere to go, but I knew I didn't want to stay there. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to leave and figure it out. So my friend actually lives in Chalmette. <laughs> so I went and lived in De Parish. De okay? I went and lived in the parish for about six months, and technically, she or he is a Shalmation. Yes, Shalmation. I I had a Shell Met address. People, at one point, I was a Shalmation. By the way, those people are the best. They're so friendly. I st- every time when I run into a Shalmation, I'm like, you're the best. Well, in Shell Met, Persona was trying to figure out her next steps. So I was traveling all over, like, trying to find my next gig and, you know, going Pacific Northwest, Northeast, literally all over the country. And ironically, I became morning anchor for WGNO. So I ended up got, getting to stay in New Orleans, which is my favorite city in the country. Persona was living in the city she wanted to be in, but she wasn't sure about the work she was doing. I know it's so funny. When I started on TV, I thought I was going to be on the Today Show. <laughs> Why not? I was like, I'm going to be on the Today Show. Just wait. Um, And then I got into the business and I'm like, I can't do the business. I really was disliking local news. I didn't like the business. I didn't like how much hard work you're putting in for little outcome. Um, I didn't like you have to work holidays um, and you don't get paid that much. And for for how um, unique your talent is, I mean, less than 1% of the population can do what we've done. And yet you're not paid on that scale. Well, let me push back, though. I certainly empathize because I spent a lot of time in television, but some folks... Some critics might say, well, you kind of knew what you were getting into if you've done TV. Like, yeah. why'd you stay? Yeah. Um, well, I loved it, and I loved, and I just felt like, you know what? you got to keep pushing. you got to keep going. Um, you know, you're going to eventually find a spot that you're going to love, and that's going to pay well. But to me, it wasn't just about the money. Um, it was about my quality of life. You know, I was getting up at 2 in the morning. It's a grind. It's a grind. Um, you're flipping your schedule. I was sick for years with, without knowing what was wrong with me. Doctors didn't know what was wrong. I had horrible, like, digestive problems. And it turns out the second I got out of television, it went away. And it was just because it was subconscious stress and flipping my schedule around. Tell me about that decision, though, because um, it was your passion. Yeah. It was your passion to get into television. You made it. I mean, you became a morning anchor. You started your own kind of enterprise story and kind of franchise, really. Was it difficult? Because that was something that you had set your sights on and said, you know, I'm going to be on television. I want to do journalism. I want to do not necessarily weather, but I wanted to be in that sphere of media and journalism. 
particularly in TV, what was that process like leaving it? So it's so funny. I'm just like an interesting person where I am just a go-getter. If I want something or if I feel a certain way, I just go and do it. I don't – I'm not – I have no fear. Um, so like with weather, I was so good at it. Like I was so good at performing, but I did not care about the weather I was great on camera. I was great at building my forecast, telling it to people. People loved watching me, but I did not have that passion. I could have went national. I could be at the Weather Channel right now. I could be at Weather Nation. I could be in New York City. I know that. Like, I was on that trajectory, and I just didn't like it. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I want to be a news anchor. Okay, now I come to New Orleans, become the morning anchor. And honestly, I was getting bored. Like, I didn't want to talk about murders and all these things that I just did not care about. Um, I wanted to make people happy. Like, that's my glow. That is my gift to people is I walk into the room or I meet you and I genuinely care. And that's that authenticity that, like, people just see and appreciate and trust me. And so I just wanted to figure out a way that I could make money but still do it. Life sometimes has a pretty good way of telling you what you should do. For Persona, that happened after she left TV news in the summer of 2019. At that time, she had been dabbling in creating a brand for herself on social media. When I was building it, when I got out of TV, I ended up picking up another job. I was the full-time uh, creative director for Hotworks, which is a global fitness brand that is headquartered in Marrero. Um, there's over 500 locations now. So I got to work through the pandemic full-time, building that brand. I did all the creative. I was in charge of the graphic designers and everything. So I learned a lot about marketing by being part of the marketing for a global fitness brand. Thank God for that position because it really built me to where my next step was. So come in the fall of last year, like, mind you, while I was working full time, I was still trying to be consistent with growing my brand, still doing random deals. But it wasn't full time, right? Because I had a full time job. So but the whole time I'm like, I need to leave. I need to leave. I need to just jump in. And I needed a reason. And you want to know what my reason was? (laughs) Master Chef called me. Fox Network, it's Gordon Ramsay, Joe Bastianich, and Aaron Sanchez, our local chef, and they were interested in me to be uh, a contestant on the show. And I cook, but I'm not a big cook. Like, I'm usually featuring other people. I'm the journalist. And so they were like, no, we're really interested. And I went through the process, and then right before Christmas, I turned it down. I was like, I don't want to do it. I was like, I don't think this is right for me. I just, I know TV and I know like, who knows, they can make me look bad. It's reality. Like, why do you want me? Am I even good enough? I've seen the show. Like, no way. And they're like, no, we really feel strongly about you. The producers were begging me. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is my out. Maybe this is the universe saying, Carla, you're entering a new year. Go to LA, do MasterChef and go on your own. Because you need to be stepping into what you're destined to do. And so I quit Hotworks. And so I entered 2023. I went to L.A., did MasterChef. My episode just aired. So if you have Hulu, you could watch it. I'm the premiere episode, season 13, first person to cook. And then when I got back, I hit the ground running. I met all these, like, amazing influencers and entrepreneurs while I was out in L.A. that are doing amazing things across the country because it's all 50 states. And they lit a fire under me. And I'm like, all right, I could do this. So I got back, hit the ground running with Mardi Gras season for Ask Approaching, and I just pumped out content. 
And I went from like 8,000 followers to now I'm at every day I'm increasing about about 100. So at the moment I'm at like 16,300, but I'm reaching 630,000 accounts every 90 days. Pisono's experience in television paid off. Her on-camera presence and ability to interact with people and the environment in her social media videos come across naturally. One of the most beautiful things about in New Orleans is you could be walking down the street in the Marigny on Frenchman Street and people are literally cooking on the street. The most delicious food ever. Oliver Green. Oliver Green. Green. Everybody call me OG. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Downtown St. Bernard. Start your day off right at Biscuits and Buns on Banks. Austin's the new owner of Biscuits and Buns on Bank Street. Brand new owner. We have waffle witches, French toast. We have chicken and waffle. We added some red beans to the menu, beignet bites. We have hot sauce and benedicts. We have everything you can think of. Breakfast and brunch. Yeah, we got you covered. For a hyper-local market like New Orleans, and people are very passionate about everything here, but particularly food, what was your level of nervousness or maybe self-doubt going into... Carla's Kitchen and also now, you know, and what you're doing in featuring and going into different spots and different restaurants because people will say, well, she ain't from here. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's doing <laughs> and then she doesn't know really what this is all about. Yeah. How did that factor into or did it factor at all into your process? You know, shockingly, it did not. And you know what's so funny is I get messages all the time from like big names that are local that are like, you have the stamp of approval. You are a local. Like, you know what you're talking about. We like you. You're the one I trust. I get messages from people that literally say you're the only food influencer I like in the area. That is such an honor. Like, it's shocking because you're right. I'm not from here. It's because it, it never had an effect. Like, I never was threatened. I never was nervous. There are things that I like, I just recently had yakamine, which sounds crazy because it's such a, you know, cultural thing. And they're like, how does this girl never had yakamine? I'm like, I don't know. I just never had yakamine. Whatever. Like, I'm, it's not like I'm big in a soups, right? So it was – and there's not a lot of yakamine places. So for me to, like, not have that, I didn't think that was that crazy. But, but you know, people just brush that off. Like, who cares? But everything else, I mean, I'm also introducing people to different cultures that are making interesting food, too. So, I mean, so many locals that have been there their whole entire life, I introduce them to places and they're like, wow, I didn't even know that existed. I remember my first episode of Carla's Kitchen was um, uh, Vucinovic's in the East. And he's a Croatian-Italian like me, friggin' rusty. I love him. Um, and it, so many – he's been around for 30-plus years. And so many people are like, wait, that exists? I need to go there. Like he's got the best – fried oyster po' boy that you're ever going to have. Like, everything he cooks is delicious. Oddly, that's across the street from where I get my hair cut. Really? Yeah, Kim was. I know exactly where you're talking about. It's right near Village de Lest, that little you yeah. see the gas station on the right, and then you see Vicinovich's. So say that you go to a local restaurant, and you've done a wealth of videos locally here featuring you know various restaurants and spots. Mm-hmm. Do they approach you? Do you approach them? Do they have a restaurant group that 
takes care of it and they bring you in? How does that work? Yeah, so you either get um, reached out through Instagram directly through the restaurant or hotel or event or whatever, um, or um, uh, the marketing company or PR company will reach out to you and say, hey, we're having this. Or there's always events going around town. Like it's always the same influencers that are there. I'm friends with them all. Everyone does. If there was a blueprint, I feel like everyone would just follow it. Everyone is so different. Depends on what's your niche. What are you? Who's your audience? What do you look like? What are you portraying? Are you even on camera? There's food accounts that just show food. You don't even know who's the face behind it. So everyone does it differently. For me, I'm still figuring out what exactly my avenue is going to be. But what I'm doing at the moment is I basically am like marketing for different restaurants and businesses um, and also doing MC work as well. You know, having that television background. Um, I go to different events and festivals and I could MC or maybe there's a demo stage. I went to the Denver Barbecue Festival and I was at the Denver uh, demo stage with the pitmasters showcasing like different things. Um, so you could get paid for MC work um, for just like video content, like to promote a business. Um, and then the biggest thing, the shift now is and a lot of influencers need to know this, like, yeah, you could get paid through the platforms, but entering 2023, I have a lot of friends that were making a lot of money monthly through Meta, which is Facebook, Instagram, and they took that away, their bonuses. So people are trying to find different avenues to make money. YouTube is still top dog when it comes to monetizing content and long form is still really? king. Yeah. So YouTube shorts is the new thing where it's up to a minute long and it's vertical video, just like a reel, just like a TikTok. And um, if you like constantly are pumping your uh, content out, which I'm starting to do. Um, so a lot of the Instagram reels and TikTok reels, put that on YouTube, you reach a whole new audience and you're getting, you're getting seen by a lot more people. That's been the mystery to me when it comes to being an influencer. How do you make a living off of that? In talking with Pisono, I started to realize that getting paid for the content that reaches thousands and possibly millions of people is just one avenue. The emceeing and hosting gigs generated by the visibility online can be other avenues. To some people, the time and energy that Pisono and other influencers have invested in their content may seem more like fun with a phone than actual work. Pasono told me New Orleans is a bit behind the times when it comes to embracing and compensating the work of influencers. New Orleans is a weird market, though. I don't know how it works in other markets, but I know it's probably working um, a little bit more larger because, um, you know, New Orleans is a smaller market. But we are such a big scene for food that um, it's kind of frustrating because a lot of these restaurants or event spaces feel like, well, we'll just give you free meal. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm composing a full edited piece for you that is going to drive in sales and it's incredible. Like, why should that be free for just a trade? So there's there's a lot of, I believe, issues in our market where people need to understand the value. Like, I have so much value with my videos and with what I do. I have the marketing background, the sales, the television, the production. Like, pay for that. Like, and I think that, that that's a big issue here because we have influencers that will just do it for trade all the time. 
And that's then that kills it for the people that are actually doing it for work and that are adding value to these places. Do you think there it's needs interesting? Do you think there needs to be disclosure on certain situations? Because I think for novices like me, if an influencer is getting paid to feature something, should there be a disclosure saying, "Hey, you know, this is a paid disclosure or a paid partnership, whatever it might be, paid yeah, collaboration"? Because some people might just think it's like. Carla Pisono loves this restaurant so much and we're going to follow her recommendation. So, And she chose that one when ultimately, and I'm not saying that that's a situation necessarily, they could have just paid you and reached out to you to, to feature them on one of your reels. Yeah, so that, that's a great point. Um, full disclosure, everything I feature, I say yes to and I believe in it. Like, I'm not going to take on someone. I'm never – people trust me. That's my integrity. Like, I can't tell people to go check out this restaurant or this bar or event that I don't think is worthy of going to. And I'll I'll just decline those places. Um, So it's definitely, like, a real collaboration. And I think that's why I've gone to where I'm at because people do trust my opinion. And I don't think I've let people down yet. (laughs) Look, in local television, we both know, I mean, sometimes, especially when you're starting out, they ain't a whole lot of money in it. Yeah. You're doing it for the love. Like, did your jump, and we're not getting into your income here, but did your jump into what you're doing now make you a be- financially better than when you were in, in local TV? Or does that matter at all? Oh, yeah, it, it definitely has, and it does matter. <laughs> um, but, but it's also, no, it's better, but it also, it goes back to my reasons, and it was Financial freedom and freedom of time, and that is what drives me. I want to be able – I'm a Sagittarius. I love to travel. I love the good life, and I love, like, community. So if I can't travel and do new experiences, I'm not living and I'm not going to be fulfilled, and that's what drives me in life. I'm living the dream right now. Am I this rich, success, like, super successful person I know, but I am living exactly how I want to live. So to me, that is success. People could look at your Instagram. Let's just talk about your Instagram page. They could say, Carla looks like she's living the life. I mean, that looks really fun. There's been a lot of talk about social media being addictive, way too many people on it for way too long. And sometimes people tend to, and maybe it's a natural inclination, to compare their life to yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, on the surface, it looks like a ton of fun. You're you're eating great stuff. You're I saw that you're at the New Orleans Wine and Food Experience. You're bopping around. But is there a downside to that? Is it is it tough to always be on like that? And do you have concerns about presenting this image of, like, Carla Pisono just being this awesome girl and living this life that everybody wants to live? <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> people that know me, they're like, how do you do it? <laughs> so I get it. Everyone asks me that. But I love it. I thrive off of it. Like I just said before, I love people and I love community and lo- like learning about things and new experiences. So I am always on But I give myself that downtime. I like to lay on the couch. I like to not do anything on a Sunday, on a Monday. Like, I'm not constantly out and about, you know. It's a balance. Um, But I do love people. I'm a single girl. Um, It's just me and my dog. 
And I like to, you know, meet new people and like live the good life. Um, but uh, my my page, it really is my life. So if you're like, oh, this seems so fake. No, that's really my life. And I'm loving it. <laughs> so but you're right. There are people that kind of give off this fake identity. But I feel like you could see that. I think you could see it. I, I know when I see, you know, certain girls that are stunning, that are just always posting these, you know, lavish photos of them and designer. And like, are they happy? Like, are you really, like, fulfilled? Like, I'm proud that I've built myself from the ground up. I came from no money, um, single family, single parent household, you know, went to went to college, just always pushed myself to get where I'm at. You mentioned that you're a single girl. That might be a mistake sometimes in letting people know that. <laughs> uh, well, how do you I deal, think people know that. <laughs> how do you deal with that that creep aspect of it? Because it, it, social media is very, I hate to say it, 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 it has a creep level to it. it <laughs> you know, and especially when you're a woman. Yeah. The, the pictures, the videos, uh-huh. I'm sure you get odd comments, your direct messages must be equally weird as well. Like, how do you deal with that? Okay, that's another really funny question. So people ask that all the time, and I don't get them that much. Lucky you. So even in television, like, I would never get these, like, creepy messages or, like, you know, or people bashing the way I looked. Like, shockingly, because in television, you guys... You, people are getting hate mail constantly as talent. It's really frustrating. And I was always blessed to rarely, rarely get anything. And I think it's because just who I am. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, just they see right away, like, oh, I respect her. Like, people respect me right off the bat. So even on Instagram, people are like, I just genuinely like you. My wife loves you. Like, that's the kind of stuff I get. I never get hate. I never get – and, yeah, you're going to get weird comments and stuff like that, especially when your video really blows up. You're going to get all kind of crazy. But when it comes to, like, me, I don't get a lot of it. And so I'm very blessed. But that means I'm doing something right, so the way I handle myself. And I'm not – and I'm not being flashy. I'm just Carla. I'm just who I am. Um what you see is what you get. I ask that because I remember seeing a documentary, and this woman, she was very politically driven, but then she started an Instagram account, and then she oddly said that she felt the need to, to pose in different and more revealing outfits. Yeah. And I, I think that's weird. That's yeah. just my opinion. But... It just seems like the, the space sometimes that women have to operate within social media to get the follows, to get the attention, it, it's got to be difficult. But it sounds like from your experience, like you don't have to go down that path because it's you just stuck to this certain formula that presents Carla as Carla. Absolutely. And now if you're talking back in 2012 when Instagram really started to get going and it was just photos, 
100% thirst trap is what they call it, where it's like you're, throw, you're posting a picture of you looking sexy or whatever, and girls did that all the time, but that's not, that doesn't fly anymore. I mean, there's people that are, you know, heavy set that are killing it, and people love them. It doesn't matter. Because it's, at some point, there's got to be substance to what you're watching. Exactly. It's the substance. It's what are you giving me, right? Yeah, it's not just about seeing a hot person. And some of them are. I mean, there's this girl in Miami. What is her name? It's like Nasty something. She is a multi-multi-millionaire from just shaking her butt. And her husband films her. And, the, and, she's, and she does dance classes in Miami, killing it. I follow her. And I'm a girl. I'm straight. But I like watching her videos because they're really well done. And she's a great dancer. But, like, to some people be like, oh, like, you're selling yourself. But to some people, like, she's like, okay, well, I'm a multimillionaire. <laughs> like, I don't I think, know. I think you bring up a really good point because I, operating in television, I think specifically in local news, but just – in news in general, what you try to do is, as reporters, as anchors, you try to reach the masses. Yeah. And you try to cast this really wide net. But in social media, I feel like there's a niche. Like, yeah. I follow this guy. He's he's all into 80s action figures, like G.I. Joe's, Transformers. I love it. It's a niche for me. Yeah. But, you know, he has a huge following. I feel like... Social media allows you to be very specific, but also reach a large audience at the same time. It's this weird dynamic that you find these different crowds and these different populations that are interested in what you're doing. Like, how do you try to figure out the path to like get the follows, but also stay focused on food and Carla and, and you know the, the the experiences that you have? Yeah, it's uh, you have to have, if you're growing anything online even in a business, right? Because at the end of the day, all of us are entrepreneurs. You have to stay in your niche, right? Like you do because your niche is you're, you're always going to have that audience. If you, just like in marketing, if you cast a wide net and you don't know who your target demographic is, and I don't mean, oh, I'm 25 to 45-year-old female. No. What does that person do for a living? How old are they specifically? Do they wake up and drink coffee? Do they wake up and work out? Do Are they a mom? Are they a dad? Do they like to travel the world? Like once you, ho- it's marketing at the end of the day, like know what your niche is and just keep serving that audience and you will expand. Persona is all about New Orleans, but she's also proud of her Buffalo roots. She launched a clothing line called Hot with Blue Cheese, which she says is how you'd order chicken wings in Buffalo. It comes as no surprise that she's marketing and modeling her clothing on social media. You heard her mention that YouTube is the big dog when it comes to money-making in social media. She's in the process of creating her own YouTube series. If you take a step back and look at when Persona went all-in as an influencer, she's only been doing this for less than seven months. That is a prime example of what these platforms can do. They can catapult someone like Pisono into the palms of potentially millions of users. She's in a crowded field for sure, but compared to the shrinking one in traditional media, I wouldn't be surprised if she eventually comes around to one day liking the word influencer. In New Orleans, I'm Tan Trung for WWL Radio.